Well, welcome back to the Biblicist Podcast. Looking forward to diving in today. Um, it's unusual. It's like zero degrees outside right now, but the room that I film these in um, with the heat on has gotten ridiculously warm. So um, I had to open a window and it's still really hot in here, but you know, you do what you got to do. Um, um, I'm looking forward to this episode. I think it's going to be very practical, very helpful in regards to um, what is the Biblicist podcast? What what does the Biblicist podcast believe? And first and foremost, I want to say that the Biblicist podcast is not a church. Um, this isn't designed to replace um, your local body of believers that you should be a part of. Um, uh, this is a resource. This is a Christian resource to help and supplement um, your walk, um, your any way that we can. Um, but you need to be a part of a local church. You need to be part of a local body. Um, this is not a replacement uh, for it. Another thing is maybe, you, you know, you've liked some things that you've heard on here, but you're kind of wondering, but what does he believe about this? Or what does he believe about that? Or what's, what, what is, what is this Caleb guy really all about? Um, and so to help with that, I would just like to go through, um, what, uh, are the foundational beliefs, the foundational Christian beliefs of the Biblicist podcast. And this isn't going to cover everything that we believe, This, but this will cover what we would consider the foundational Christian beliefs that we hold to um, at the Biblicist podcast. So um, I might um, dive in a little bit into some things, maybe define some terms or give some insight in regards to each of these beliefs. But these are just summaries. These aren't defenses of these beliefs. These are just summaries of these beliefs. So um, if you would like to hear more on one of these beliefs instead of just one episode overviewing them, um, I would be more than happy to take one of them and take a whole episode and break it down even more. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you this in regards to, for instance, um, one of the beliefs that we're going to talk about with God is that we believe that God is triune. Um, and I'm actually preaching an entire sermon on the Trinity in a couple of weeks, and I'll share that. So that, that belief will be covered in a full sermon um, when I preach that, and I can upload that to this um, podcast and channel as well. But if there's anything else, as you were going through this, man, I, I wish you'd break that down some more. I'd like to hear a whole uh, explanation, a whole breakdown of that belief would be more than happy uh, to do that here on the podcast. Just leave that in the comments or email me at the podcast at gmail.com. Or if you saw this through Facebook, you can leave a comment on Facebook as well or on Instagram as well. So let's do this. Let's dive into the foundational Christian beliefs uh, here at the Biblicist podcast. First of all, we believe uh, the Bible, <laughs> which if you're the Biblicist podcast, we should hope that would be the case. We believe that the Bible is inerrant, infallible, and God-breathed. The Bible is the sole and final authority for faith, life, and the church. The 66 books of the Old and New Testaments are the complete and divine revelation of God to man. The Bible is to be interpreted according to historical, grammatical, textual context, and within the context of all Scripture. This is our very first belief of these foundational Christian beliefs. I just wanted to add briefly that as anyone who's listened for any length of time recognizes that when it comes to the English, I use the King James translation of the Bible. I've used it 
pretty much my entire life. When I was really young, I would have been using the New King James, but for the majority of my life, I've been using the King James. I think it's a great translation. Um, but I do want my listeners to know that I um, do not believe in King James um, onlyism. Um, I think that you can have other um, good English translations, but I prefer to use the King James. Um, and part of that is, as I've studied scripture um, and studied specifically out of the King James, there's some things in it that I don't like how it's been translated from the Greek or how it's been translated from the Hebrew. Um, and so I'm aware of what I how I'm, I'm aware of what I don't like in the King James as far as how it's been translated. The other translations I'm not so familiar um, with that, and so so part of that is this familiarity for me in in, in how much I've spent in studying with it and using it. Uh, but I have referenced um, um, the NASB and ESV in studying before as well. So anyway, just want to throw that out there. Um, what we believe about God. Uh, we believe that God created the space, time, energy, and material, which we now refer to as the universe. The universe is not some cosmic accident. It is the divine and intentional work of the creator. He is the one true, uncreated, unlimited, infinite, and almighty God, yet in three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, co-eternal and co-equal in unity, glory, majesty, holiness, justice, goodness, and love. The universe he created was complete and perfect until the first humans rebelled against God. Now all of creation groans because of sin. And so that's what we believe about God in a nutshell and in regards to his creation. Um, we believe in Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Um, like I said, these are very, very practical, very straightforward in our beliefs. We believe that Jesus is God the Son. Uh, Jesus became a man without ceasing to be God. He was born of the Virgin Mary and lived a perfect, sinless life in order that he might reveal himself and redeem us. He accomplished redemption for those who believe through his death on the cross as a voluntary, substitutionary sacrifice. He then defeated death, proving he was who he said by resurrecting from his grave on the third day from his burial. He then met with many people before ascending back into heaven, and he will one day return. He now sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes on behalf of all believers. Once again, there's so much more we could talk about with Jesus, and um, but these are just summaries of beliefs here. I would love that we could do a whole season. We could do a whole season just talking about Jesus. Um, and I would hope that in every aspect of the show, we're actually referencing and talking about Jesus because we're Christians, we're followers of Jesus. So obviously we're going to talk about him all the time, but I mean specifically in a theological sense, diving deeper into that. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, but what about mankind? What about humans? What do we believe about humans? We believe that humans were created in the image and likeness of God and given an eternal living soul with the intention of us having fellowship with him. But that in Adam's sin, the human race fell, inherited a sinful nature, and became alienated from God. Humans are totally depraved and of themselves utterly unable to remedy their lost condition. Uh, every human, although flawed, is uniquely created, has intrinsic value, and is worthy of respect and love from other humans. Every individual is personally responsible before God for their beliefs and actions. 
Now, something I want to add here about total total depravity here is uh, this is a really important point. It's something I had recently heard. There's a misconception sometimes of like, but people do good things. Well, yes, within society, we understand that people do what we would classify as good things within humanity that aren't believers. That um, how is this possible? If you're totally depraved, how can you feed that homeless person? How can you take care of this person and do this nice thing or do human humanitarian things? The doctrine of total depravity does not mean that people are unable to do socially nice things. It just means that no matter how nice to other people or how good they are within the standards of humanity, that it is never good enough for the redemption. It is, does not, it's never, they are not good in God's standards and they cannot be. Um, and they have no way of, of getting to God through righteous, righteous acts. Um, and so just want to give a little bit of clarity there. And what does that mean to be totally depraved? Um, is that they, that doesn't mean that humans don't have the ability to do nice things or helpful things or good things to each other. It just means that it will never meet the standard of righteousness to which God requires. Um, redemption. And I hope I was clear on that. I probably messed it up a little bit. Um, redemption. What do we believe about redemption? We believe in the forgiveness of sins, which is a gift of God given to mankind by grace through the perfect shed blood of Jesus. This gift can freely be received by repenting of our sinful state and placing our complete faith in Jesus, believing in his deity, death, burial, and resurrection. No one can gain redemption through any amount of good or religious works. It is Christ alone that can redeem sinners. Without Jesus, we will face eternal separation from God. With Jesus, we will spend eternity with God. Amen. Uh, believers. What do we believe about believers? We believe that Christians, or believers, having been redeemed to God through Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit, can go directly to God in prayer and are all called to serve Him with their lives. Believers have been saved from the penalty of sin, are being saved from the power of sin, and will one day be saved from the presence of sin. Every choice and decision should now be filtered through God's word and prayer. Christians are to keep themselves separated from false teachers and from the lusts of this world. We as believers, I'm going to add this, I just want to say that we as believers, we are continually being sanctified. And as much as we have been saved by Jesus, we're continually being saved by him. We are being transformed by him. And I thank God for his continual work in our lives. When it feels like we have stumbled and we have failed and things don't seem to be going the way that we think they should in our Christian walk, God doesn't stop working on us because he is faithful. And lastly, of our foundational Christian beliefs, we believe in love. We believe that love should be demonstrated toward others, not only toward fellow believers, but also toward those who are not believers, those who oppose us, and those who engage in sinful actions. We are to deal with those who oppose us graciously, gently, patiently, and humbly. God forbids the stirring up of strife, the taking of revenge, or the threat or use of violence as a means of resolving personal conflict or obtaining personal justice. Although God commands us to abhor sinful actions, we are to love and pray for any person who engages in such sinful actions. 
And this would be the conclusion of our foundational Christian beliefs. Like I said, we do believe in other things besides these, but this is what we would consider to be foundational to what we believe. And I'm going to hold these verses up here a little bit longer under love. I think this is something that we get wrong quite often. So these are the foundational Christian beliefs of the Biblicist podcast. So um, these are foundational to everything we talk about, context of things that we talk about. And I think that is all really important. Um, sometimes we can, for instance, like what we believe about the Bible, sometimes we can make the mistake of I'm going to isolate uh, scripture and just focus on this three paragraphs or this paragraph right here and make this whole doctrinal belief out of it and forget to look at its context correctly. I think this um, desperately important that we get the historic context right, the grammatical context right, that we get the textual context right, like within that actual passage, and then the context of all Scripture. Um, we have one full narrative of Scripture, and we need to make sure that we keep that consistent um, and are harmonizing um, all Scripture together. And this is what keeps us balanced. This is what keeps us central. This is what keeps us biblical. Um, in regards to that. So when I say we're biblical, I don't mean biblical just to my, my one out of context pulled verse, but in the context of all scripture, let's be biblical. Um, there's some stuff I'm working through right now where I'm looking back at me some of my podcasts where maybe I've even changed my mind a little bit or maybe have altered that because um, the ultimate authority isn't me or my conclusions. It's what scripture has said. And I can, as I've said multiple times on this show, I can make mistakes because I am flawed. Um, but, um, I believe that, um, uh, as we hold these foundational Christian beliefs, this is what will, will keep us, uh, um, on the narrow path there in regards to our theology um, and what we believe. Uh, we got to stay in scripture. Now, once, one other thing I want to say about doctrinal statements as much as I think it's important to share what we believe for clarity. Um, so we can be on the same page or so you can be like, oh, I think Caleb's a heretic, so I'm going to stop watching his show. That's fine too. Um, is that a doctrinal statement is designed to be a tool, a helpful tool of, of stating what you believe. Um, but if something is wrong in your doctrinal statement, as opposed to what does it say in scripture, then you need to amend your doctrinal statement to match scripture because the end, the end thing isn't your statement. The end thing is scripture. Jesus is my savior and his word is my creed. So creeds can be helpful. Doctrinal statements can be helpful, but those are tools to summarize what you believe. But scripture actually holds the truths of what you believe. So make sure that you look at doctrinal statements, whether I mean, that those are supplemental to what you believe. And if you're a pastor or, or leader of a ministry, be sure to make sure that your doctrinal statements do line up with Scripture correctly. And if they don't, that you're willing to amend them to make them correct to what Scripture says. Um, the reality is when we're trying to define what we believe in our own words outside of Scripture, it might be a little bit flawed um, because we're humans and we're trying to make sense of something or, or explain something in a way that isn't quite right. Um, I hope that is uh, helpful. hope that statement is accurate. And as always, I hope that no matter what, um, no matter what I say, no matter what anyone says, that we will hold to the authority of Scripture 
um, and not a creed, a statement, or a podcast. Thank you guys so much. I hope this episode is helpful. Once again, if you have any questions about any of these beliefs or you want me to take time to dive into one of these a little bit longer, um, then then I'll be just let me know in the comments or in the email. Um, please, please do that. And then um, I'll be looking forward here in a couple of weeks to be sharing uh, the sermon on the Trinity. Let's read the Bible and let's live it out. God bless, guys.